Robert Nutsley has had a busy year. He's the president and CEO of Inspire Investing, a Christian-themed impact investment firm, and the leader of the biblically responsible investing movement, both of which aim to bring conservative Christian values to the impact investing space. Inspire recently launched two new funds that will avoid investing in companies whose activities don't align with biblical values as Inspire defines them, including pornography, alcohol, and gambling, as well as companies that have publicly supported gay marriage or donated to Planned Parenthood. Inspire's provocative approach has garnered the young company plenty of press, but it also raises questions about what kind of impact qualifies as impact investing, and whether the traditional ESG approach can appeal to conservatives. Is the sector destined to split along ideological lines? We discuss that topic with Robert Netsley in Next Billion's next podcast, starting in three, two, one. Maybe you can tell me, uh, for starters, uh, a little bit about uh, how, how the launch of the two, two new uh, exchange-traded funds has gone so far. I read a lot of press reports about the announcement. Seems you got a lot of play in the press, and uh, how's things going? Yeah, we got a lot of press. It's really been uh, remarkable to us. And we knew there was a uh, huge interest in the market. Uh, for low-cost, impact-focused uh, ETFs, um, but this blew us away. I mean, there was over 200 articles published about us in the first week uh, of our launch all over the world, and we're getting emails uh, from people all over the world, investors. Uh, I just got one on my uh, Twitter message this morning from somebody in Zambia uh, buying our fund and just encouraging us, thanking us for, for doing what we're doing. So it's been a, a very, very good launch. Um, we have attracted $42 million in assets uh, in the, just the first two weeks. Uh, so that is uh, very positive and got a lot more interest uh, coming in every day. Well, congratulations. That's all, that's all very, very promising news. Um, I wonder, um, backing up a little bit, if you can tell us a little bit about um, Inspire Investing and the biblically, biblically Responsible Investing Movement uh, more broadly, why is there a need for this approach to investing, and how is it different from typical SRI or impact investing? Yeah, good question. So we've, we've been involved in the Biblically Responsible Investing Movement for a number of years now, and as far as why it's important and why it's needed is uh, really if you have an understanding of, uh, of you know, biblical Christianity and the, the concept of biblical stewardship, um, as Christians, we believe that everything we have is from God, and we are just stewards of uh, what He's given us uh, for a little while while we're here on this earth. And, um, you know, the Bible uh, calls us in 1 Corinthians 10.31 to do everything for the glory of God, whether we eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God, is what it says. And that includes our investments. And... Um, Many Christians, myself included, you know, six years ago, this was a totally new concept uh, to me, and I just stumbled across it uh, really by accident online one day, uh, this idea of looking at not only the morality uh, or the financials of a portfolio, but also the moral issues of a portfolio. And, uh, for instance, here I was, the uh, president of our local pro-life pregnancy center at the time, and I also owned three or four stocks in companies that were manufacturing abortion drugs. And just hit me between the eyes. It just does not compute. Um, these people held values I have don't line up with how I'm actually investing my money, and I'm actually profiting from things that I, you know, are just very contrary to uh, my my beliefs and my values, and what I believe God wants me to do with His money. And uh, up till now, there's really been no option for um, 
Christian investors or other investors with you know conservative traditional uh, values um, to invest in a low cost index based product uh, that lines up with those beliefs. And so that's that's where the importance is now. The movement is really taking off. Um, it's it's a rapidly growing movement across the country as more investors uh, are learning about this uh, biblically responsible investing concept for the first time. And we're seeing massive growth and, and massive adoption. Well, I wanted to ask about uh, something you just uh, mentioned, the fact that there aren't that many Christian-focused investment funds out there. Um, who do you see as your main competitors, and why aren't there more, given the, the size of the apparent market for this? Well, our, our main competitors uh, are secular funds. So, you know, the Vanguard and DFAs and Fidelities and, uh, you know, iShares and, and other uh, ETF and mutual fund providers is really where we're targeting our, our campaign. And uh, our friends in the industry, there's you know, a hand, small handful of mutual fund companies that uh, are doing biblically responsible investing, you know, some for 20-some years, uh, and uh, doing a very good job. But the thing is that they're actively managed, uh, more expensive-type mutual funds, typically. And they're not index-based, they're not ETFs. And so as that trend in the industry, if, you're, if you follow the financial industry at all, you know that the trend towards ETFs is enormous and expected to triple over the next five years, uh, according to a recent uh, PwC survey or study. And the trend towards passive, low-cost investing versus active investing has been, you know, a huge trend and continues to be a huge trend that's driven uh, now by the DOL fiduciary rules and, and other things. Everything else is coming out in the industry. So uh, we want to be able to position. Uh, faith-based investors, biblically responsible investors, with the you know the tools they need to really thrive in the the newer low-cost index-based environment that we're finding ourselves in. Hmm. That's interesting. I, w- I wonder if you could uh, explain a bit more about your approach to to social screening in the funds. Uh, what kind of investments are included and what kinds are excluded? Yeah. So with Inspire, we have a, uh, a three-pronged approach to how we uh, build out our portfolios and really how we, we call it inspire transformation and create impact. Uh, number one, first and foremost, we're looking to endorse positive companies. Uh, we really are focused on finding those uh, really inspirational companies, those that are uh, really operating as a business of blessing to their customers, uh, their uh, communities, their workplace, their world. Companies that are curing cancer, uh, that are creating clean water solutions for uh, people all over the world, operating with integrity and respect throughout their organizations, um, you know, you name it. So just really positive, inspiring companies. Number two, uh, we engage with companies. So if there's a, a business that maybe needs a little uh, nudge in the right direction, maybe they have issues in their supply chain, you know, at the, let's say it's a, uh, a cocoa manufacturing company and they are... Uh, using uh, plantations in Western Africa that have, you know, some human rights issues associated with them with child labor or whatnot, um, or maybe their philanthropy, uh, maybe they're donating money to Planned Parenthood or something like that. Uh, our investors want to um, help those companies to, to, to change, make those positive changes. So we'll actually engage with uh, shareholder activism and uh, file shareholder resolutions or uh, otherwise dialogue with management of companies to affect positive change. And then number three is we exclude. 
so uh, we'll exclude those companies that are just operating at odds with biblical values. Um, you know, there's a variety of issues, things like abortion or pornography or human rights violations, uh, of course, alcohol, tobacco, gambling, those sorts of things. Anything that's, that's in contrast with a uh, traditional uh, biblical morality uh, is excluded from the portfolio. And so that's how we do it, endorse, engage, exclude. Okay, well, I think that uh, probably a lot of the press attention uh, to, to your work has been due to uh, the exclusion part, I would say, uh, particularly the ex exclusion of uh, investments that support LGBT rights. Um, to your knowledge, is Inspire the first to screen out these investments? No, there's uh, other fund companies that have been uh, managing according to traditional biblical values, as I mentioned, for many years. We're the first ETF company. Uh, to my knowledge, uh, that includes that as a screen. And to be clear, you know, we're not screening out companies that provide, uh, you know, LGBT employees and partners with, like, employee benefits and things like that. That's not an issue for us. And in fact, we encourage companies to provide, you know, high-quality benefits to all of their employees and not to discriminate, you know, against anybody, whether they're LGBT or Christian or, you know, Muslim or whoever they are. I mean, they're people, so we don't discriminate against people. What we're avoiding, what our investors want to avoid, uh, are companies that take a hardline activist uh, stance on that issue, as well as the issue of abortion or other you know, unbiblical issues, uh, and uh, really use their company um, to promote uh, an agenda that really has nothing to do with their business. Uh, and frankly, it's a waste of investor dollars and corporate resources. Um, kind of, you know, if they're a shoe company and they're uh, filing amicus curiae briefs with the Supreme Court uh, or getting involved in you know, state legislation regarding marriage, that, you know, there's no reason for that company to be involved in that. And so that's where our investors you know, want to support traditional marriage, and they don't want to invest in companies that are taking that activist approach uh, outside of their business. So if, if, for example, a company were not spending any money on, on LGBT activism, but its CEO were a vocal supporter of LGBT rights, would, would they be screened out? No, as long as it's his personal, I mean, if it's his, he's speaking as a person, that's fine. I mean, that, he has his uh, right to free speech, and uh, just like everybody else does, and that is totally okay. If that uh, executive was speaking on behalf of the company and engaging you know, the company, dragging that company into the, the uh, debate, that would be different. Okay. But, yeah, we have no problems with um, people. I mean, none of us is perfect, and, you know, I've got my issues just like everybody else does. So we're not looking for perfect companies that are made of perfect people. There are no such things. Um, we're just, we don't want to invest in those companies that, um, as a corporation, take an active stance uh, in contrast to biblical morality. Okay. Just to throw out another hypothetical, like, for example, if a company had a health care plan that covered re reproductive services like abortion, would that be enough to get them screened out? Uh, no, that's not something that we look for. Okay. That's interesting. Because, again, that would be up to those employees to whether use that or not, and we're not trying to legislate, you know, we're not, we're not the moral police <laughs> for people, um, and so that company is not... Uh, now, if the company was encouraging its employees to have abortions for some strange reason... Now, that would be an issue, um, but just providing a health care plan uh, for us does not raise any flags um, because those individual employees can choose to use it or not. Okay. Well, I wonder, uh, just uh, kind of curious, uh, what, there's a, I mean, 
There are a lot of issues that could be described as, as Christian, depending on you know, how you define it. Um, but you know, going back to the Bible, Jesus didn't talk that much or at all about things like abortion or homosexuality, but, but did talk a lot about nonviolence and, and, and uh, poverty. Yet, unless, unless I'm mistaken, I don't think that uh, you guys screen out weapons manufacturers, for example. Is, is, that, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, we do not screen out weapons manufacturers. Is there is there a reason for that discrepancy, or, or uh, why focus on, on the gay rights and abortion side without and rather than the weapons side? Well, first, I wouldn't say that we're focused on abortion and gay rights. We're focused on uh, you know, biblical values uh, and a, a wide range of things. And Jesus was not a pacifist, uh, so he wasn't. I mean, he he made a whip and went into the temple and overturned tables and and drove people out violently. Uh, at one point, because they were turning the house of God into a den of robbers, to use his own words. So he wasn't, you know, that um, kind of pop culture Jesus that sometimes you see with, you know, Birkenstocks and, you know, a hippie haircut and, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, that's, that's not the biblical Jesus. Um, as the Bible teaches, there's a time for peace, there's a time for war, and there's a time to uh, stand up you know, for injustices. Um, you know, I don't think there's many people that would argue that we should have gone, that it was a good decision for the United States to get involved in World War II, you know, and, and oppose Hitler and the, the atrocities that he was doing. And so there's a time um, for those kind of things. And, um, you know, uh, as far as weapons manufacturers, you know, our military is a very important part of our country, keeping us safe, defending our liberty, opposing injustice and, and real evil in the world, um, such as ISIS and, and other things that are going on out there. And that's important. Um, so we want to invest in those companies, uh, those weapons manufacturers, if they happen to be a weapons manufacturer, that are doing their job in a very uh, high-integrity way. Uh, so we're looking at those companies um, and making sure that they're not involved in, you know, uh, nefarious activities for sure, but those best practice companies that are um, really adding value and uh, operating with a high level of integrity in those important, um, especially in those kind of fields, we want to make sure that the companies we're investing in are run with integrity and uh, in an end line with you know biblical uh, values and whatnot. So that's that's why we invest in those, and that's why it's not a negative uh, exclusionary criterion. Okay. And beyond, like, the defense-related weapons manufacturers, um, do you invest in, like, firearms manufacturers for personal use? Uh, not specifically. Uh, so I have to go through our portfolios and see, you know, if we have anything okay. currently in there. But they're not screened uh, out deliberately. Not, it, we, don't, we don't screen them out. Okay. Yeah, we do not screen them out. Um, the question would be, do they make, uh, are they inspiring enough, you know, as a whole to make the cut for the kind of companies we are looking for? And to my knowledge, we don't have any in there, but uh, that's not to say that they, they couldn't be in the future if they um, made the cut. Hmm. Do you think that, I mean, I mean, there's, there's obviously a lot, a lot of opinions on here, a broad range of, of viewpoints, but, I mean, do you think Jesus would be comfortable with, you know, weapons manufacturing as, as an investment, more so than, you know, uh, a company that advocates for LGBT rights? I think he would. Why is that? Uh, well, again, if you read the scriptures and read his own words, uh, there's times where Jesus advocates 
for weaponry. In fact, he tells his disciples um, towards uh, close to his crucifixion to take up the sword. Uh, he tells them uh, specifically, take up the sword. Oh, he tells he them to them turn the other before, cheek as well, right? I mean, there's... Turn the other cheek as well, absolutely. And uh, so there's, you know, that we can go into a whole conversation about, you know, the, the biblical uh, teachings, Jesus' teachings of... Um, on uh, violence and appropriate times for that and appropriate times to to avoid violence. Uh, but Jesus wasn't a doormat. You know, he didn't just uh, allow wickedness to prevail. Um, that's not what turn, turning of the cheek means. Um, and um, I think there's, you know, there's in our in our culture anyway, in America, maybe the kind of the pop culture idea of Jesus is that he was, again, Kind of a uh, a Gandhi-esque figure that just promoted nonviolence at any cost, um, and certainly there are times when that's the appropriate response, uh, but there's other times when that's not the appropriate response. Uh, you know, if somebody's breaking into your house and they're going to do harm to your wife and children, standing there and turning the other cheek um, is not what Jesus would call you to do <laughs> at all. And uh, his life demonstrated that, as I mentioned, you know, with his cleansing of the temple, uh, his calling the disciples to, after his departure, uh, take a sword with you. Um, and there's on and on and on. If you read the entire scripture, uh, particularly in the Old Testament and then uh, in Revelation, talking about time to come, there's definitely um, God-ordained uh, times of war. And that, that, is, uh, that is biblical. Fair enough. Um, I wanted to ask about a different um, type of screening. Um, I, I think, I mean, you've, you've described the fund as targeting conservative investors, and many of them are likely skeptical of man-made climate change. And uh, unless I'm wrong, your prospectus doesn't mention fossil fuel companies being screened out, uh, but it does say you positively screen for investments that protect and preserve the environment. I wonder if you can clarify Inspire's approach to, to climate change and fossil fuel companies. Sure, yeah, absolutely. So you're correct. We do not screen out fossil fuel companies. Uh, again, it's an important part of our society. Uh, I would love to see the day when we do not have to use fossil fuels. Um, you know, if there's other sustainable ways to create energy that we need, awesome. We're not there yet today as a society. So what we want to do is invest in those companies that are um, that maintaining and best practices. And so it's an important industry. Uh, fossil fuels. Are, are, are necessary in our society. Some fossil fuel extractors uh, do a very good job and run very clean operations. Others do a very bad job and run very dirty operations. And so we invest in those um, best-in-class uh, companies uh, to support those positive players in the space. So do you believe that fossil fuels are, are, are uh, driving climate change? You know, I really would say I don't have enough information. Uh, what I can tell you is I believe that God is sovereign and that he uh, ultimately is in control of all things, including climate change. Um, whether that we are helping that along or, you know, I, there's people much smarter than I am uh, who can answer that question. So is it, is it fair to say that Inspire is uh, not really that focused on, on fighting climate change through, through your investment screening? Uh, yeah, I mean, our perspective says nothing about fighting climate change. We do want to protect and preserve the environment, which is not necessarily the same thing. Uh, we believe that God has given us this earth to take care of and uh, to be a good steward of. 
um, he, when he created it, he said it was very good, and he put mankind in charge of, uh, of taking care of this planet that he's created. That means we want to make sure that the, you know, the land, the water, the air is clean and that we care for it well. Um, that may or may not have any effect on climate change. Again, I, I don't have an opinion on that topic, um, but we do want to protect and preserve the environment as our stewardship responsibility from the Lord. Do you see any environmental issues as more urgent than climate change? Um, well, again, I, I, my jury is out on climate change, so I, I am not really going to be able to give an opinion on that. I think there's a very important environment. Any, anything that's affecting the environment is important. Um, so I, what I will say is if climate change is real, if, uh, you know, man-made uh, advancement of the you know, overheating of our atmosphere and the melting of the polar ice caps and all that, if that is the case, then yeah, that's that's an incredibly important issue. Um, again, it's above my pay grade. I'm not, you know, a scientist. And um, so I'm, I'm letting other people make those calls. But what I what we do is, uh, you know, follow what the Lord has called us to do and take care of this planet in the best way we can. So what, I mean, there's, there's a lot of evidence out there, as I'm sure you know, it's, uh, that... Uh I mean, there's a clear scientific consensus that climate change is, is man-made and caused by the burning of fossil fuels. What, what would it take to convince you to add that to, to uh, your screening? Well, and I've seen a lot to the, the contrary, too. So, I mean, again, it's not an area that I spend hours and hours studying. It's not something that we're um, specifically investing for in the fund. Um, this is not a, a, a green fund, quote-unquote. It's not specifically designed for climate change like a lot of the SRI funds are. It's designed to promote what uh, what biblical values are. Scripture does not tell us uh, anything about climate change in particular. It does tell us to take care of the environment. So that's where we're drawing the line, is caring for the environment. And I think, again, if climate change uh, is, if, you know, if, if man is having an effect on climate change, then uh, following the precepts of our, of, of our fund and taking care of the environment by default will help that. Uh, help that cause. So um, while we're not making a specific statement, we're trying to, uh, you know, affect climate change, we are caring for the environment. And if we care for the environment, that's going to affect climate change. If we have an effect on climate change, I, I just don't know if we do. Uh, and I've seen, you know, I've seen research on, on both sides. And again, I have not spent the time requisite to really draw a conclusion one way or the other personally. Um, and I would just tell people to do their own research and uh, come to their own conclusions. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask about the poverty alleviation. How big a focus is that for you? Well, that's huge. And that would uh, go towards, you know, a lot of our philanthropy that we do through our Give 50 campaign. Um, you know, the, the two greatest commandments are love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second one is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And um, we in America uh, have been particularly blessed. Uh, even the poorest among us is, you know, a king in comparison to the poor in other nations and other parts of the world. And uh, so we have a responsibility as global citizens uh, and to care for those who are less fortunate. And uh, we have the ability to make a meaningful difference in the lives of people all over the world. Um, so yeah, the alleviation of poverty is in incredibly crucial. Um, and not only do we invest in companies that are uh, 
helping to, uh, you know, there's a water company we invest in, for instance, that has a, uh, a very innovative foot pump uh, irrigation system that allows uh, poor uh, rural farmers in Africa and India and other places to irrigate fields and crops that otherwise have never been able to be irrigated. And they have a much more fruitful crop and a much more productive life um, and help them to, you know, lift up their family out of the out of the poverty that they've seen. So those kind of companies, we love to invest in those companies. And beyond that, uh, with our Give 50 program, we donate, you know, 50% or more of our corporate profits uh, to uh, causes like disaster relief, like aid for the, uh, you know, different kinds of aid for uh, the poor, whether it's food or supplies or things of that nature, um, to really do our part. Well, that's great. Um, I've got one last question for you, kind of uh, zooming out a little bit. Some people in in the uh, traditional SRI and impact investing space are concerned that their movement won't be able to go mainstream if it gets politicized and defined as something that's mainly for liberals. Um, based on your your public comments and, and you know the branding of Inspire, I, it sounds like you think that ship has already sailed. Is that is that a fair assessment? Yeah, whether they want it to be labeled as that or not is is one thing. You know what it is is a totally different issue. So, I mean, I don't think there's any any doubt with you. People look under the hood, and overwhelming majority of SRI investments they're managed according to a liberal, uh, politically liberal agenda. I mean, you mentioned climate change; that's in the prospectus on many of these funds, and, and that's their stated goal. Um, you know, it, that's a political issue it's, it's on the liberal side of the of the issue. Um, I'm not saying it's a bad issue. I mean, we want to care for the environment again, but particularly calling it climate change and working, you know, using the same rhetoric um, that you hear in the political arena, I mean, that, that's just who they are, as well as uh, the screenings of companies. Um, often, you know, some funds out there uh, will, you know, going back to the LGBT issue, the same issues that we're looking at as uh, exclusionary criterion, they're using as inclusionary criterion. Uh, which is totally their prerogative, and you know, uh, and they should. If those are their values, that's what they should be doing. Um, but it is, uh, it, it is a, a left of center uh, way to manage uh, the portfolio, and it, and it does alienate uh, investors in this country and, and around the world who uh, don't line up with those views. Particularly if they want to invest in traditional, more biblical um, issues, uh, those funds. I mean, they don't line up. So, uh, and the and that's where the you know, Christian investors, traditionally uh, conservative uh, investors, even regardless of their faith, have really been underserved and ignored largely uh, by the SRI community. And so we're working on giving those investors a voice and some options to invest with impact, just like everybody else. So, um, would you say that uh, traditional SRI should just embrace its left-leaning uh, roots, uh, for lack of a better term, and uh, Maybe accept that, that there's a liberal side and there's a conservative side to to uh, socially responsible investing and you know brand itself as such rather than aspiring to go mainstream as it's currently constituted. Absolutely, I think you need to be true yourself, and uh, trying to be all things to all people never works. So and people and people are smart enough to see through that anyway. Uh, so be true to yourself. Start with why. I mean, Seth Godin's got a great book. Start with why, and he talks about. Um, who you are as an organization, and you know, don't be uh, embarrassed about who you are. I mean, that's why you do what you do. 
uh, and those, uh, whether you're liberal or conservative, um, I think SRI as a category should and does uh, include liberal and conservative issues. It's just the fact that you know maybe 90% or so of all the funds that have been launched are you know happen to be in the liberal category to this point. Um, God willing, many many more funds and options will come available under the SRI uh, umbrella for conservative investors, conservative values investors. Um, but I don't think uh, a fund who says this is for everybody, regardless of you're conservative or liberal, um, I think they're missing the mark because by definition they're screening for certain issues, and those issues, uh, if you're conservative or liberal, you've got a different opinion on those, and uh, it's just a, it's a losing proposition to you know invest uh, according to conservative and liberal values at the same time regarding these political issues. So just be true to who you are. Uh, nothing wrong with that, and um, there's room for all of us in this movement. Uh, we, uh, as investors, what I would say to people who are out there investing is, what are your values and what's important to you? Um, and then look at your portfolio. Does it line up with that? Um, because now in this day and age, we've got a, a, an opportunity like never before in history uh, because of technology and insight into companies and uh, supply chains and all these different issues to truly line up our capital with our deeply held values and, and truly create meaningful impact for the things that are important to you. Um, most people haven't considered that yet in their portfolio, so I just encourage people to look at that. What are your values? What are, what's important to you? And are you supporting that with your money? Very well said. Um, and one quick uh, follow-up question, I guess. Um, value, values are, uh, some of them are consistent through the years. Some of them change and evolve. Um, and I, I think it's probably safe to say that our society's uh, values toward towards uh, homosexuality have have been one of those that have evolved. Do you do you feel that you know you may be on the losing side of the argument and and you know making that such a uh, prominent part of of your screening runs the risk of alienating even conservative Christians who who no longer really have that big of an objection to to uh, gay rights. Well, you're right. And as far as society uh, changing, I mean, society has always changed. It's a pendulum. It's, it swings around from one side to the other. Um, but one thing doesn't change, and that's the truth of the Scripture. And we believe uh, that there is one way, one truth, and one life, and that's Jesus Christ. And uh, His Word uh, in the Holy Scriptures doesn't change. And so we base uh, our investments on that. And as far as the, on the, being on the losing end, as you put it, um, at the end of the day, we're not looking to be the biggest fund. Uh, we're not looking to have the highest returns. We're not looking for any of those sorts of things. Uh, our number one, those are, those are nice. And if those happen, then great. Uh, that's, that's definitely, uh, we're not going to you know, turn that away. But our one driving goal is to glorify our, our Lord and Savior and glorify God and how we're managing His money. And so as long as we can do that, which is only possible if we're staying true to His Word, as uh, we see it in the Bible, um, then it's all been worth it. And we're on the winning side in that case. So that's where we're just staying true to the Scripture. And um, society may change, uh, people may change, but God's truth and His Word does not. Fair enough. Uh, and very well said. Uh, that's all I've got for you. It's a really interesting conversation. Yeah, no, thank you for the time. Uh, I would encourage people to check out our website, inspireinvesting.com. 
Uh, and we have the two ETFs launched now, which is uh, tickers are blessed and ISMB. We have a third ETF coming out in a few weeks, which is a corporate bond ETF. And the, uh, so be watching for the announcement on that. Thank you for your interest. Um, and yeah, it's been exciting, and we're encouraged to see uh, the positive responses that we're getting. So thanks for your thanks for bringing us on. It was my pleasure, Robert. Thank you again for your time and uh, and your insights today.